0: Hey there, and welcome to Drunk Distory Presents The Dark Ride, a fun Disney Parks-themed game show with zero prizes and lots of drinking. My name is Adrian Hamilton, and I'm here with my co-host, Ryan Bieber. We are two people who love Disney Parks and started this podcast because we know there are lots of other Disney Parks fans out there who, like us, aren't all perfect and PG-rated. And if that's you, then this is the show for you. Okay, now that that's out of the way, let's find out what attraction we're going to be drinking responsibly this week. It's the ride based on a movie that taught us that fish are friends, not food. Except for shrimp and lobster, because I'm sorry, but they're delicious. That's right, it's the Seas with Nemo and Friends week. Are we really ready to talk about this ride? Well, dude, you never really know, but when you know, you know, you know? That's my impression of Crush and also Keanu Reeves. Let's gather some adorable facts and some bubbly drinks, and we'll be right back. The big blue world blue. I've never seen before.
1: So many creatures swimming around the you, want?
0: Hey, Ryan. Hi, Ace. How are you? Oh, I'm big and blue, and in the world. This song has been stuck in my head all day.
1: This is a hell of a earworm,
0: yeah, and do you know it's not actually from the movie? It's just from yeah. the musical
1: <laughs> oh i didn't I didn't know where it was from yeah but but i I know it's from this attraction, and that it gets stuck in your brain and does not leave
0: yeah. It's It's going to be haunting my dreams. It's catchy, but you know what they say, just keep swimming. Just keep swimming. (laughs) All right, speaking of all things wet, this is a drinking game show, so let's get drinking. Today, we're going to be drinking big blue drinks. That's right. We are going to be drinking. Oh, okay. So they're big blue drinks, and here's what you need. One ounce of peach schnapps. One ounce of... 18 ounces of blue. (laughs) one ounce of blue carousel am I saying that correctly yeah okay (laughs) two ounces of vodka or white rum and some sprite and what you're gonna do is you're gonna crush some ice into your mug we drink out of mugs here but you can drink out of whatever you want Uh, pour the ingredients in that order so we're going peach schnapps blue carousel and then the two ounces of vodka or white rum ending by topping it off with some sprite and you can garnish it with a lemon wheel cheers oh get the wheel on blue drinks always you know scare me i feel like i'm gonna have a hangover whenever the the blue stuff comes out this like we should be at senior frogs
1: while drinking this
0: right we should have a sombrero on somebody should be blowing a whistle yeah it's it's that there should be like at least at least six
1: people with with uh holsters that hold bottles that are aimed at people's mouths directly.
0: Yeah. yeah. Those are always a good time. Ah spring break.
1: Yeah. Lovely.
0: Those were the days. Um okay so we drink out of mugs here. So Ryan, what mug are you drinking out of today?
1: Well we're in Epcot today, so I'm going I'm going my old school uh icon icon mug. It's got the monorail on the top and it's got all the uh the old school Epcot center uh, icons for all of the uh, the future world. So pavilions.
0: it has the icon of the seas then on it, right?
1: It sure the do. The living seas. It's got it right there. Amazing because yep. we're
0: going to talk about that today. I can't talk about this ride without talking about the living seas. Uh, I think it's very important because um, we'll get into it. Okay, so I'm drinking out of a my Dory mug. It has Dory inside of what looks like a Starbucks logo, um, and it says just keep sipping.
1: Yeah, yes. <laughs> that's like that. That's like our show's motto.
0: Mm. Just keep sipping the whole just way. keep sipping, just yeah. keep sipping. Uh, OK, so let's let's get right into this ride, because like I said, I really want to talk about the Living Seas. Uh, so I, I feel like there's much to talk about here. So we we're talking about the Seas with Nemo and Friends, which opened on January 24th, 2007. It is an aquarium dark ride located in Future World West in Epcot. Which is planned to be rethemed as World Nature later this year. We'll see how that comes out. Uh, yes, yes. <laughs> Let's
1: see. We'll world can't nature, wait to find out how that works. It, world
0: Nature doesn't like roll off the tongue. World Nature.
1: Well, I got to be honest. Uh, the seas with Nemo and friends doesn't roll off the tongue so I so easily either. So, Okay,
0: but I feel like it's a little bit more like the seas with Nemo. This is like I'm gonna constantly be like, is it Nature World? World Nature? I. I whatever maybe maybe it'll maybe it'll get there we'll see uh so guess i, I do you think that you're actually going to ever like call it by anything well i mean from is what is it just going to be future world still like i mean but from what they're doing in future world where they plan to do in future world it seems like it's going to be like very designated zones
1: i guess so i'm still going to call it just I'm, future I'm... world yeah like i <laughs>
0: I get stuck in my ways. I'm like
1: a 80-year-old already. Yeah, I mean, I, I really
0: At don't know heart. the difference between Future World East or West. Like, pe- they, pe- nah. they just consider Future World West, and that's news to me.
1: Exactly, right? Like, I think that it's going to be the exact same. Like, where, like, it might have a name for that little area, but, like, you're going to be like, oh, we're going to go to Moana, or we're going to go to Nemo, or we're going to go to the land, or, right. you know.
0: We're going to call yeah. what we're going to call it.
1: Yeah. I'm I'm pumped on that Moana part of uh, nature world or world nature or whatever though that that looks <laughs> see yeah that
0: looks that looks cool I'm uh, pumped but, on it too that's a great the movie nature walk okay so guest board clam mobiles that was my nickname in high school and venture into the sea to join Marlon, Dory and other characters from the film. Finding Nemo as they search for Nemo, who has gotten lost again. At that point, when your kid just keeps getting lost, it's just like, you know what? Maybe it's not meant to be. Maybe go go explore the sea. That's what I feel like. Uh, guests first journey through a coral reef where they find Marlin searching for Nemo. Further along the reef, they come across Mr. Ray and his students setting out to explore and look for Nemo. Dory soon joins Marlon in the search, and they come upon a group of jellyfish... An anglerfish comes out of the darkness and begins to chase them frantically. Guests dive deeper and come upon the wreck of a massive submarine that sits in the center of a deadly minefield. Peeking out from the wreck is Bruce, the great white shark, and Chum, the mango shark, trying to coax Nemo from his hiding spot. The clammobiles are swept up into the East Australian current with Nemo, Crush, and Squirt. The current empties and the guests into a massive aquarium where Nemo was reunited once again with his friends, as they sing a closing song in the Big Blue World. Uh, like we said, this is this is not from the movie. The song was adapted from the Disney Animal Kingdom show, Finding Nemo the Musical. Even though this ride actually opened before that musical debuted, uh, these uh, anim-
1: Oh, so so like then this is the. This is the origin. Well,
0: they had written the musical.
1: Yeah, but but like, it never debuted. You know, it
0: hadn't debuted yet.
1: I've written a lot of stuff that stays in a, like a locked trunk that nobody will ever see. Okay. I think this is this is the premiere. All
0: right. Well, well then then Ryan, I think you could have your history and we'll have the real history and that'll be that. Um,
1: this is fake news. You're just you're you're spreading fake news right fake now. Fake
0: aquarium news.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fake fish fake news. Fake fish.
0: Uh, these animated Pixar characters swim in the actual aquarium with real fish through the use of special effect glass. Um, I love this. We learned this when we were doing the Buzz Lightyear episode. Um, so I can't trick you again because you'll know that I'm doing it, but remember how we found out that. Wanna bet. (laughs) (laughs) That, uh, Tim Allen was not the voice of Buzz Lightyear in the Buzz Lightyear ride. Yes, I did know that. Yes, I I remember you telling me. Right. That. Well, so there's five main um, voices in the Finding Nemo ride. Uh, there's you know Bruce the Great White cr- tr- Crush, who's the turtle. Um, I'm sorry, Mr. Ray, the school teacher, Dory, and Marlin. Only two of those are voiced by the people who voiced them in the movie. Do you know which? Oh, two? let's
1: play. It. I I think that Ellen. Ellen's like full on Epcot center. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to say that like, she actually voiced her own voice. Okay. But she has kind of like a big shit. So like, you, you never know, maybe, you know, maybe she's too big of a deal. Oh, I can't, can't be bothered to, to work on this character that has made me billions of dollars. Sure. Um, I'm going to say, uh, Mr. Ray, cause I like him teacher Ray. Mm hmm. And, uh, And uh,
0: and Dory, I guess. Okay, well, Ryan did pretty well. Um, You were halfway there. Mr. Ray is voiced by Bob Peterson, who did him in the movie. Yeah, Bobby! Ellen has bit the shark that feeds her. Uh, She is not voicing Dory. It's an actress named Jennifer Hale.
1: Too big for your flippers, huh, Too big for her
0: fins, yes. Um, The only other actual voice is the voice of Crush. That's the director of Finding Nemo, Andrew Stanton. He reprised his role, but even uh, Albert Brooks, who vo- who voices the dad, uh, Marlin, is voiced by a woman, Jess Harnell, and Bruce the Great White is bo- voiced by Barry Humphreys.
1: Well, they do a pretty damn good job because it's it sounds like those characters.
0: It's one of those things though, where when you know when you realize it, then you actually hear that it's not them. If you'd ever knew it, you wouldn't know.
1: Well, thanks for thanks for crushing
0: you know. our dreams. We're crushing our dreams. Yeah. When you know, you know. You know? The more okay, you so know. This is a people eater. Um, one I of love these Omni-movers. 200 just... 2,200 riders per hour.
1: How many did what? you just say?
0: What? How many did you just say? 2,200 riders Ooh, per hour. Girl. Yeah. 2,200 yeah, is a, a lot of people. That's
1: like... That's like... Not quite uh, pirates, but like up there n- near pirates. Sure. I think pirates is like 2,700 or something.
0: Yeah, there's bigger ones, and, and a lot. There are a couple that hit the 2000 mark, but um, anything over 2000 is really high capacity. Yeah. Right. And these Omni Movers seem to be the ones that really can get people in and out pretty quickly. Um, I want to talk a little bit here about. The living seas i'm sure that was a part of your childhood as it was mine before it was the seas with nemo and friends pavilion
1: oh yeah hydrolators bring them on
0: yes um th- this is uh i want to just explain to anybody who's under i don't know 30 uh what the living seas is and um and then why it's important so the Living Sea Pavilion opened in 1986, but had been planned as part of the park's opening uh, in 1982. It housed the largest saltwater tank in the world at its completion, holding 5.7 million gallons of water. Uh, but it was surpassed in 2005 with the opening of the Georgia Aquarium. The concept of the building was to take visitors under the ocean to Seabase Alpha. Guests viewed a short movie about the formation of the oceans entitled The Sea, which was followed by an elevator to the ocean floor aboard a hydrolator. In reality, guests rode a stationary hydraulic elevator while moving walls, sound effects, and a vibrating wall gave the effect of traveling a long distance downward. Guests then boarded a sea cab... Wait, Andrew, before, cor- before we go on to that, I got so I have a, a weird like offshoot story about the
1: hydrolators. So apparently... Apparently, uh, a woman claimed that her that, that she thought it was real, right?
0: Mm. And
1: so she she lied to Disney and said that it burst her eardrum, right? And so like she I feel was, like I've so heard she, this story, yeah. So she sued them, right? And and so uh, like in court, they brought the jurors to epcot and they opened both doors of the hydrolator and then they judged throughout the case
0: <laughs> i mean <laughs> this is like oh
1: yeah you're not going anywhere dummy <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's yeah i mean that's really I, I feel like i've heard that story it's really funny uh guests then boarded a sea cab on the caribbean coral reef ride and rode through the middle of the tank they then disembarked into the main exhibit area where they could interact with various multimedia displays once finished guests leaving the pavilion would then board another hydrolator to the surface which was similar to the first set of elevators simulating upward motion the living seas was sponsored by the united technologies from its opening until 1998 after the departure of united technologies as a sponsor of the living seas significant changes were made to the pavilion uh, on october 21st 2001 as a result of the declining patronage following september 11th attacks the sea cabs closed down and were walled off the queue of the sea cab ride was left intact and the sea cabs were still visible to guests through the ocean tank windows reasons for the closure were not entirely were not entirely unknown after they closed guests leaving the hydrauliers walked along the former wheelchair bypass corridor to sea base alpha in december 2003 Disney began to retheme the Living Seas into a pavilion based on the recently released Pixar film Finding Nemo. We talk this a is... lot about the hostile takeover of IP and Epcot.
1: This well, is the origin, right? This is the origin.
0: It kind of started here. Technically, this was well. This was the first Epcot pavilion to be based on an animated Disney movie. And only the second Epcot attraction to do so, the Lion King-based Circle of Life and Environmental Fable at the Land Pavilion first opened in 1995.
1: That shit don't count. No.
0: Ain't nobody yeah, watching so this that. This was kind of the where the, the domino effect started to take place. But there is some good news. Um, in late 2019, new directory signs was installed in Seabase Alpha, restoring the former Living Seas logo. The logo that's right, on your mug. Like I like it is back. Um so yeah, I, think the name. I love to... the name The Living Seas. I did love the Living Seas too. Um, it's weird that this attraction is also the name of the Pavilion.
1: Yeah, I don't get that at all.
0: Especially because thought... there's so much there.
1: I always just assumed that this the name of the uh, The Seas with Nemo and friends. And it was it was in the Living Seas. I got Me thrown too. for like a pretty major loop when I like the pavilion name is, you know, no longer what I thought it was because you're right. It has so much. I mean, like it has what was once the world's largest aquarium. It has like a lot of other tanks and it's got, it has you know, Turtle restaurant. Chocolate Crush.
0: Yeah. Turtle with Crush. Um, it, it has a restaurant, the Coral Reef. Yeah.
1: Did you, have you ever been of- at the
0: Coral Reef? I'm so- uh, I have. Yeah. Have you? Yeah. Yeah. We used
1: to, we we were a Coral Reef family. We would eat there. Uh. I would say, like, probably once a trip.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, I think I've only eaten there once. I don't know if we had the best experience or if it was just, like, kind of too dark. There's something about this pavilion that when you have smaller children, I feel like it's a little dark and kind of they lose energy. I noticed when we were in this, um, we went on this ride with my nephew. Like, even just being in the queue, which is, like, very dark, it was like he started to, like, fade. Yeah. And then the ride is very dark. And then the pavilion, even the, they, oh, there's also like a play area in the pavilion. And that's even like kind of dark. It's just all sort of like very low lit. Yeah. Um, which is cool for, for viewing the fish because they really like become illuminated. But it's, um, I don't know. I feel like it kind of always brings my energy down a little bit. The opposite effect in the land where I feel like it's kind of bright and sort of like.
1: Sure. Woo!
0: That makes sense. I, I mean, I love,
1: I'm, I'm a big aquarium fan. And mm-hmm. uh, I love that it calms me down, and that it it does take like a little bit, like uh, a little bit of the edge off of the day. Like this is sure. f- like a wonderful place to like, you know, uh, take an hour break and just like sure. chill out, watch some fish, relax, get your energy back, like just just chill, just chill for for a hot minute. Just keep
0: chilling. Yeah,
1: just keep chilling. Just keep chilling. <laughs> uh, it's you know, it's got great AC um and like in beautiful fish to look at and and like quite a few like viewing areas and tanks and stuff like it's 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 pretty
0: massive this place it is massive yeah. it's a beast um and it's i mean what do you think about the fact that you know of of it replacing the living Seas? Do you think it was a plus or something went away i i think that like all look i mean uh
1: I, I don't know that the Living Seas was ever, like, what it could have been. You know, like, it was supposed to be, originally, it was supposed to be based off of Poseidon and, like, Poseidon's fury in the ocean. And I think that it, it was supposed to have this really spectacular stage show that was built into it, along with the, the sea cabs. Um, and, like, the stage show ended by, like, P- Poseidon kind of, like, opening up the wall, and then you were in the queue for the sea cat. You were, like, at the loading area for the sea cabs. So, I, I think that it was, like, it never lived up to, like, what it could have been from the get-go. I don't think that adding Nemo was a, a negative other than, like, renaming to Pavilion. I think that's kind of like Bush League. Because, you know, they only did that so that people would be like, "Uh, like, oh, well, that's that's where Nemo is. Because it's in a weird yeah. place in the park. You know, it's, like, off in that back corner. It is a weird spot. Yeah. Like, you don't you – don't stu- it's hard to stumble on that if you didn't – if you didn't go you're going
0: through it. innovations like you immediately are facing the land you have to go like make a sharp right to get over to the seas yeah it, it it kind of feels a little tucked away um out of the three um pavilions in that section we have the imagination pavilion the land and the seas what's your favorite i mean i don't want to get political it's,
1: that's what, it's, a, it's really, it's really tough.
0: Um, I, I feel like for different stages of my life, it's very different. Yeah. As a child, Imagination Pavilion, 100%. Like, that was, the, that was the piece de resistance of Epcot for me. There was so much there that I loved. Yeah. As an adult, it's the land, personally,
1: for me. Yeah, I mean I, I I can agree with you. Uh, I, I think that you know Epcot I, I think is such like an interesting theme park because it does have something for everybody and mm-hmm. and each of these pavilions really has their own identity. You know, like it's all about identity. And yeah, you know, like I love all of them for their individual parts and pieces. Um I think on on this side especially, you know, on this is uh this is Future World West. Yes. So like on Future World West, each of the pavilions like has it's it's a real pavilion. It's got stuff other than the attraction.
0: Yeah. You it's know? not just the attraction. Yeah.
1: And then if you go, you know, if you're on Future World East, like uh Test Track has, you know, a car showroom, right? It's got like, you know, it's got a giant commercial for GM um and and uh the play pavilion eventually will have this like you know a pavilion sensibility to it but you know that's been the flower and garden festival for who knows 10 years now um mission space is just a ride well we're gonna
0: have space 220 soon yeah we'll have a restaurant it'll have a
1: restaurant but like but it's a restaurant that you need reservations for you can't just like walk in and chill you know no. So, so it's like, they're not like pavilions where like in the, the mind's eye of, of, uh, the initial concept of this is a world's fair where like there's stuff to do other than the attractions. Like there's information and, and, and interesting things to do Yeah. about each of these places. I think that future old West has like each of the, those three that you mentioned, the land has tons of go- tons going on, you know? Yeah.
0: And you can spend a couple hours in each of them.
1: Yeah. Yeah, you really can. And and I think that that's what makes Epcot such a unique um, theme park. You know, there's nothing in the world that's quite like that. No. I remember, that's
0: what I think is so special about it.
1: I remember being a kid and and, and you, you felt like your day was so long at Epcot because you yeah. had so many, like, distinct individual experiences that lasted for maybe an hour, hour and a half or whatever. And then you went to the next one, but you like remembered each part of it because they were all distinct. Nothing like, uh, ran the colors didn't run with, you know, into one another. They like, they were like very distinct memories. Uh, yeah. I don't think, I don't think that any of the other parks feel that way.
0: No, I mean like the, they more be, break off. Like if you're imagining them into your time in each of the lands. Yeah. But, yeah, this is, like, just a pavilion, which is, like, a piece inside of a land yeah. that becomes, like, a part of your day, which is pretty amazing.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they're so, pretty cool. Yeah, so I don't know if I have a real answer for you, with which is my favorite. I mean, it really depends mm-hmm. on, like, the mood that I'm in. I, I, love, I love the seas, though. Like, I, I think in my family, I'm the person that gears us towards going to that pavilion. I wanted to be an oceanographer when I was a kid until I realized that I was afraid of fish. <laughs> um, well, there's nothing creepier than a fish. Yeah, right? they're scary when you're out there like snorkeling with them. Like they they can like they can go all around you. You're you're real slow. Yeah,
0: <laughs> you've got to be pretty fearless. Like I have a brother who's a lifeguard and a big like surfer, and you know he's he's like you know pushed a shark away from his leg and different things like that with yeah. no fear. And I'm just like that's not me. I feel if I'm in the water, I feel one thing like a piece of seaweed touch me. I'm like I'm out i'm done that's
1: it yeah i mean i've I've since i've like made it a conscious effort in my life to to face that fear you know i'm a i'm a scuba diver and a you know and a spear fisherman and uh you know an avid fisherman in general so like really trying to teach these fish a lesson not to fuck with me
0: <laughs> but uh yeah i mean i love snorkeling and looking at fish yeah. and like but i like being up here and they're down there and they they just sort of keep to themselves, and I keep to myself. Sure. And then we, we, you know what I used to love at Typhoon Lagoon, that little shark snorkel thing? That was amazing.
1: Shark, that was so fun. Shark Bay
0: or something, right? What was that called? Yeah. You really felt like a badass as a 10-year-old, oh, like that... going in that with your father. <laughs> today, I'd feel like a badass. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was really cool.
1: You know, um, there's was...
0: there's something cool
1: about the Living Seas with uh, with regards to that. It's an extra, but you can, you can, if you're a certified scuba diver, you can pay and and do like a back tour and scuba dive in
0: the tank right i think you really need to do that at some point
1: i know i know and it's not even that expensive i mean it's expensive it's like 200 bucks but like what an experience
0: what an experience to be in the tank yeah like that's and the, the backstageness of it all i mean i think it sounds pretty cool
1: it's it is it does okay. sound very very cool i
0: think it's a once in a lifetime i think you might have to I might have to pony up and do it pony up I mean, I know the hour it takes like four, four three or four hours it takes a little chunky of the day, but that's
1: that's the tough part is that like you know if you're there for like two weeks then it's doable, but like if if that's your one Epcot day that's that's right. Hard. It's that's hard, hard if you're do. not
0: a local to do a lot of these things. Yeah,
1: um, but if you're a local, if you're down in Orlando right now, in are a scuba diver and you don't know about this, shame on you.
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, okay, so do you have any uh, before we get before we drink this ride? Do you have any like? thoughts or feelings on this particular ride the seas with Nemo and friends uh, I don't well all right we'll get into
1: it in the game I guess that the windows at the end are like breathtaking they're awesome they're the coolest thing ever we'll get into that like common immersion or something like that though yeah uh, what the about, one like... thing I wanted to talk about just real quick is they used to have this like uh, submarine the submarine like uh suit you would get in you could use the claws and you'd have to like like uh like it was almost like a it was almost like a giant space suit or like a suit from like um uh um lost in space you know like of the robot and you would like climb in it and you could like use the little claws to like you had to like turn a turn a handle and stuff like that and it was my favorite thing
0: ever and they don't have that anymore i don't know I I I, I feel like I remember what you're talking about, but it's, I don't know. It's, it's murky. If y'all remember,
1: if y'all remember, send us pictures of you guys as little kids doing it because it was fun. It was awesome. It was my favorite.
0: Yeah. That that sounds pretty cool. Um, I, I, uh, this ride is relatively new. It, It opened in 2007. So it's only about 13 years old. Um, I do feel like the first time I went on it thinking, um, it was Okay yeah i think i think it's an it's it's not bad it's cute it's cute
1: you know it's it's unfortunately it's kind of like in that time period it's disney's answer to universal's like screen ride there's like a lot of screens in this i was
0: gonna say that i know you have a lot of opinions about all the screens
1: (laughs) (laughs) i am not a screen fan
0: you're not a fan of screens there's a lot of them here (laughs) yeah i'm
1: not a screen queen
0: Okay, are you ready to drink this ride? Yeah,
1: I've been been sipping on the side. I've been been drinking
0: this ride myself the whole time, but yeah, now let's really drink this ride. (laughs) Okay, so we want everyone to join us as we drink this attraction. It's basically a drink the difference game. We're going to rank the ride through a series of technical and fun rounds and drink the point difference that we give each ride. For example, if a category is worth five points and you give the ride a three in that category, you drink two, two sips or two seconds, The shittier the ride, the drunker you get. Play along at home. It's way more fun that way. The technical round categories are Q for five points, length of ride for five points, thrill level for five points, immersion, that's sight sounds, and ride vehicle for 10 points. And then we go into our fun round, which is 25 points. 50 total points up for grabs. Bam, 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 bam. Let's drink that ride. We start at the start. The Q. Uh, So with this cue, when you enter the building, the cue begins with a seahorse setting that transitions from a beach scene to an underwater theme. With the use of special lighting, it's meant to appear as if you're under the sea. Details include an overhead boat. It's also known for its especially frigid AC during the legendary Florida summers. Um, So this to me is... uh, um, in terms of OmniMover cues, like when you compare it to OmniMovers like um, the uh, Haunted Mansion or even its cousin, the Little Mermaid ride over at Magic Kingdom, uh, it just basically feels like one big room with the snake line. But then the the you know there's a wave sort of light effect on the ceiling. It's very dark. And this was the point where my nephew was a two at the time, which is kind of like, I remember we were like snaking in and out of the line and he was ready to scream. It was so boring. Um, <laughs> which I don't know if that colored my opinion of it. It's not the best Disney queue. It's also not the worst, though. At least it has something. And the, it's transitioning you from being on the land on the beach to going into the sea. So it's doing its job.
1: Yeah, I like it. I, I I really like the color light effects of like the water once yeah. you're in like the underwater area. I don't dig the the beginning. It, like it, you're sneaking along these like walls, and the walls have like I don't know like a faux like like faux wainscot finish. Like it looks like like you're in a beach house. And at the yeah, I don't, I don't it's dig It's a little it. cheap. Yeah, it, it the the cue. Let's face it; the, the whole ride kind of feels a little cheap.
0: Yeah, I mean, it doesn't feel like they really like had a, a big budget on this one.
1: Yeah, I think they. Which did a they lot were doing a it.
0: major pavilion, uh, you know, renovation, so it probably just got a piece of the of the pie. I, I'm gonna give this. I'm gonna give this queue a three. I think it, it's not great, but it's not terrible. And I would give it a two point five, but Ty goes to the ride. I'm uh, I'm going to
1: give it a, yeah, all right.
0: I'm with you, I think. A three? Yeah. All right, let's drink two. Cheers. Delish. My tongue is turning blue already. Violet, Uh, you're turning violet. I'm turning violet, Violet. Uh, Length of ride. This ride clocks in at about four minutes, if it doesn't stop, which it usually does. Uh, <laughs> I was surprised by that. I, I thought it was a little longer. <laughs> I, I don't know why. Four minutes seems very quick. I feel like every
1: ride that they made in
0: this era
1: was four minutes. <laughs> yeah. Like, they, like that was their sweet spot where they were like, like we can't Enough get away with doing it any less. We're
0: going to make it four minutes. We're not giving them three minutes. We're not giving them five. Yeah, it's not long enough. Uh, they could have stayed at the tank a little bit. The tank portion of the ride the feels very quick. Yeah, that's the we, best part. we got that, some shitty screens for a while. I do that, like the, the exterior of the shipwreck. Yeah. That's pretty. Um, I, love the, I like the jellyfish. But you know what I thought, always think when I see the shipwreck? Why weren't they putting any of those light effects on the shipwreck? To give it a little bit of movement. It's just sort of like... It doesn't feel like you're under the sea, just because you're just seeing the shipwreck, and there's no like. I feel like they could have maybe done something to make it look like we're a little underwater. There was yeah. a little bit. was a little bit missing there with the ship. Maybe,
1: maybe if they had lighting effects on that, you would see the TV. That's. Uh, the, oh yeah, that they the shark is want on. the least yeah. amount of
0: light possible, so you don't notice all the TVs. Yeah, probably. <laughs> I mean, that's a valid point. All right, so, yeah, four minutes is not long enough. Uh, we needed more time at the at the aquarium. So I'm going to give this a two on length of ride. I don't like to agree with you, but I'm doing it. Cheers. Three we'll seconds drink.
1: for you, three seconds for me.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, you know, if you're lucky enough to get stuck at the at the tanks, then it's, like, a fantastic ride.
0: Oh, that's a great ride. That's a great ride. That's a great clamshell to be in. Oh, yeah. Okay, this is where it's really gonna really gonna sort. Are they the level. same are they the same clamshells as Little Mermaid? So we were gonna get into this in immersion. Um, I just think it's way too set. There was nothing there was no other idea for the little mermaid ride than to do like a clamshell just in pink. I didn't get it. I, I don't get it. Yeah. I think that they could have had a like a something else. Wait, so um, all right, so this one came
1: first and then and then little mermaid, right? yeah, and then this one clamshells makes sense because it's underwater, and you know it's an omni mover so it's like kind of like shaped like a doom buggy. I get it, and then the next one they were like, oh, the things that hold Ariel's tits in that's what we're gonna make the ride out of. The ride is basically a bra, yeah, it's just a it's just a moving bra, a bra. <laughs>
0: Good point. Yeah. Um, I, I wish they went a little. I don't know. I can't think of what they could have done for Ariel. Maybe we could have been like on the rock, like on the rock that they sit on, like like some sort of. I, I don't know. Yeah. Or like
1: just a collection of who's its and what's its and thingamabobs.
0: Something. Yeah. Okay. So the thrill level this is where this ride's really going to tank. Um, there is no height requirements or health or safety requirements, warnings for the seas with Nemo and friends. However,. Some parents have found that the moments of darkness and a few of the scenes and affects are a little too scary for children under four.
1: Well, those kids sound lame.
0: <laughs> I, I, I went on it with a child under four. I, I didn't, I don't agree. <laughs> I don't agree that I, I mean, I don't know what kids are getting scared by Maybe it feels very realistic with the shark, but you know, like we're also not really in water. Here's one thing I want to say, by the way, about the different about the the Voyage of Little Mermaid and and this two rides based on water that aren't boat rides. Maybe that's what the Voyage of Little Mermaid should have been. Maybe it should have been a boat ride.
1: sure, yeah,
0: but they couldn't an omnimover and boat rides don't eat people as much as as well as um as these. I mean, the, uh, depending, you know, Pirates is
1: one of the biggest people eater. Uh, Small worlds, one of the biggest people eaters, So, we can, can do we it.
0: develop a water esque omnimover? Uh, you, Some sort of train system that's like in the water. Yeah, they they
1: they've patented it at at uh at Universal. We'll see what happens
0: with it. Oh, they have. Yep. Okay. Well, I didn't think of it then. Okay. Uh, so, thrill level, Ryan. On a scale of 1 to 5. <laughs> what are you giving We're it?
1: We're not allowed to give 0, so it's a 1.
0: It's a 1 for me as well. Sorry, you're not scary. Let's with Nemo and friends. It's okay. Because we need rides that are not scary. It's a lot of drinking. <clears throat> yep. Okay. Final technical round. This is the most important one. Immersion. It's what Disney's known for. Sights, sounds, and ride vehicles. Like we keep saying, Guest board, a slow-moving, clam-shaped ride vehicle known as a clam-mobile. Each ride vehicle has a single row and typically accommodates two guests. However, cast members will usually allow two adults and a small child or one adult and two small children. Animation and puppetry combine to make this a fun-filled trip into Nemo's world. And the ride takes you along an actual living aquarium which features over 200 species of sea life including dolphins, sharks, sea turtles, gliding rays, and a 500-pound grouper, as well as a rainbow of multicolored tropical fish. The tank is 200 feet deep in diameter, 27 feet, 200 feet in diameter, and 27 feet deep, and the glass is 8 inches thick. The musical finale features Nemo being reunited with his dad and friends. All the characters from Finding Nemo sing together the big blue world as they say goodbye. Are you immersed ryan bieber
1: so um no (laughs) uh you know it's a screen ride with like kind of bad visual effects uh so i'm i'm just gonna say what i'm giving it i'm giving it a three out of 10 yeah but but then that's only for like that first bit of the ride like the ride portion and then the the tank at the end gets another three points so it's up to a six
0: Oh, okay. I, I, I agree with that that the first part of the ride is horrible. <laughs> yeah. And, and and actually even like the song and everything takes place at the aquarium part. The best part of the ride all takes place in the last minute of the ride.
1: Yes. Um and I love that part. Like I remember I, I went on this as a, you know, full adult over thirty years old. Yeah. And and didn't know anything about it. Like, I knew that it existed, but that's it. I'd never done a ride-through or anything like that. And I was, like, wowed at that last portion of it. Like, really, like, I was like, that's incredible.
0: It's incredible.
1: Yeah, so it gets an equal number of points as the rest of the shitty ride, and it brings it up to a six for me.
0: I am also giving it a six. So we will drink four. And you will tell me where we are at at the end of this technical round.
1: Oh Lorde. Uh, well we we've, we've ranked it the same on every single category. This is a this is a pretty easy one today. So uh, I've ranked it twelve. You've ranked it twelve. It's been ranked twelve. It's twelve out of twenty five points. It's
0: slightly below the middle. Just about just about at the halfway mark. I think you know, like we said earlier, this ride something comes off a little cheap. So I think we're doing it. We're giving it the justice it probably deserves at this point. Um, All right, we're going to move into the fun round. Uh, This is where the game can completely change, or we've noticed sometimes it stays exactly the same. The ride is equally as fun as it is technologically advanced or devanced. Um, So what we want to find out here is, did Disney do their job? Did they give you a good four minutes of time? Was it worth snaking through that boring queue for twenty-five minutes to to see um, to see these screens, but then ultimately see <laughs> this really amazing aquarium effect. Uh, so twenty-five points are up for grabs. Uh, what are you thinking, Ryan?
1: Well, I mean, I, I would do I would do the ride just for the aquarium, just for that last minute. Like I'll be honest with you. That...
0: That's probably I don't really spend because. Again, we're not local, so my Disney day is very valuable. Yeah. So I don't really spend – if I'm in this pavilion, I'm not in it as long as I used to be, like when we were talking about, like, as children, where the day just felt like you were there from 8 a.m. until 11 p.m. Like, those days don't exist anymore at Disney, like, those long days. Mm. Um, so I kind of just ride this ride, and then I kind of beat it. So. Oh, I hang out at the pavilion. I don't get to. See, this is where I experience the aquarium. I do love Turtle Talk with Crush. If if I'm there on time for that show, that's a great show for all ages. I suggest anyone go. We'll we'll do We'll do we'll drink that that uh, attraction. But that's a great time. Um, so some people like me, because we're all just ten percent away from each other. Some people might that might be the only part of the aquarium that they get to experience in that day. Sure. Which is which is important because it's a humongous aquarium. A lot yeah. of people I think mean, because you do, SeaWorld's you'll, you'll, down you'll, the No matter road, what,
1: you'll you'll get to check it out like on your walk out. Cause it, it doesn't like mm. it doesn't like release it releases you into the aquarium.
0: Yeah. I remember being as a kid when I heard that fact that it, at that time when I was a kid, it was the biggest aquarium in the United States. And I was like, but we got SeaWorld up the road. Like that makes absolutely no sense. Like, how is this the biggest aquarium in the United States? It's in terms of aquarium, SeaWorld doesn't have anything even that compares to it. Yeah, yeah, totally. They have, they do have a lot of water there though for those for those Oprah's that are in captivity. Um, Did you just call them Opras. <laughs> okras, <laughs> orcas. Orca. <laughs> orcas, 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 <laughs> orcas. I was watching opras. a food review where someone was eating fried okra earlier today, <laughs> so that's on my brain. Um, okay, so. Uh,
1: Delicious. Um, I'm going to give it uh, one less than I gave it for technical because it's less fun than it is technically impressive. So I'm going to give it an 11. I'm going to give it
0: one more than I gave it um, for fun level because I think it it's cute. And I, I don't know. I, I like the respite of sitting in those clams. They feel kind of private. I, I kind of like that.
1: They are private. <laughs> yeah, like, like like the doom buggy. It's it's like a private experience. Yeah, like I, I
0: agree with that. So I, I really like that, and I like um, – but then at the same time, if you've got other people in your family, you can, like, wave at them where you can, like, see them experiencing things. But if you just want to kind of chill out for a minute and be by yourself, it gives you that experience. Actually, you know, I'm going to go 14. I'm going to give it a 14. Whoa! I went up one. I, I see that. You just totally
1: switched the game on its head because it was getting a – I gave it a 23 and you had given it a 25. So it was getting a 24.5. Tie goes to the ride. Uh, sorry, it was getting a 24. And now it's at 26. And now it's getting a 24.5. It's making the halfway point. It just made halfway
0: at 25 points. 25 points. I mean, honestly, I think that's the right number. I think the ride is a 25 point. I think it's a half. You know, it's not great. It's not bad and and that yeah. means it's an average ride.
1: Yeah, I mean like, you know, if if you find yourself in this area, don't be afraid to go on this ride. It's like not going to it's not going to hurt you. And kids are going kids
0: love it. It, it really yeah, is. Cute. Nemo's
1: Nemo's adorable. And
0: yeah, Nemo finding Nemo as a movie is cute. So like then they see the fish. It's it's fun. It's a good time.
1: Yeah. Uh so and then there's like if you go into like part of the aquarium, not the big tanks, but like the little tanks, they have like all of the fish from uh, finding Nemo, like bunch they of have a
0: clownfish, yeah,
1: a bunch of clownfish, they have the bunch of blue tangs for Dory, they have you know, they have a, a the bunch hammerheads. of
0: hammerheads, yeah, they got everything, over there.
1: yeah, yeah, they got it all, which is great. Uh, so,
0: just a little point update on our on our uh, ride race. So, again, Tower of Terror still hanging in there at 48.5, so it's gonna be a really hard one to beat. But we have want everyone to stay tuned because we still have a lot we have not done flight of passage we have not done rise of the resistance we have not done space mountain we we haven't done big we haven't done some big big rides. so there's still a chance that tower of terror could be dethroned so just hang in there um but i don't know if there's going to be anything lower than the low man on the tower of pole right now which is uh triceratops spin
1: you know i i think that uh even in our technical categories, as we go on, you know, you and I have talked about what some of our future shows could be. And, like, some of them involve some real dogs. <laughs> so Yeah. You know, like, can Reflections of China be Triceratops spin? I don't know. We'll find out. I mean, it's <laughs> like, a possibility. It's sure. It's definitely a possibility that it could beat it. I think but everything it that, not.
0: that, it like, Tower of Terror hanging in there for so long has surprised us. Triceratops been getting the horrible... I mean, not that it surprises, but it did so bad. Like, it just... What was the number on Triceratops been? Was it... Uh, it's like a 12. I think it's a something. 12. I mean, it's like, it's real bad. Um, so, I I don't know. How low can you go? Uh, is this ride a must-do for you, Ryan? Uh, no. Would you go into the land and not ride this? No. Okay. That's a, I mean I think that's an interesting thing. People that would just be like, can I just get in there without riding this? That's I don't know if they would even if it's even possible to do that. I guess so. It's Epcot's an interesting part because like sometimes I'm not
1: spending the whole day there. Sometimes I'm I'm um like park hopping and going there for dinner. And if you know if I'm if I'm only there for a couple hours, I'm probably not. Uh, I'm probably not doing this. I'm gonna do Soarin'. I'm gonna do Spaceship Earth. I'm probably going to do, um, you know, like something at Future World East, whether it's Test Track or Mission Space. And then I'm getting to Future World. So it's it's really like a three ride and then World show and then you're it. doing dinner. Yeah. yeah, World Showcase.
0: Yeah, Epcot's weird for me too because sometimes like I'm very in the mood for it. Like this upcoming trip I have, I'm actually going to be at Epcot twice. However, it's the park hours are very short. They're like 11 to 7, so... Uh, I, and there's a festival going on. I just want to basically go there and eat for half of my day one of the days. So um, and we're gonna
1: do a we're gonna do a uh, a woman in the fields live report. We are believe, we're right? going
0: right now. The uh, festival of the arts is going on. Some people call that one farts. Farts is going on <laughs> right now, and we are going to actually drink some alcoholic beverages there. Love and it. rate them i research which ones people say are the best and i'm like you know what no i'll be the judge of that and actually rate them in the same category in the same ranking system and uh, we'll see which ones come out on top and eat a little well, bit of I'm, food. I'm
1: looking forward to jealously talking to you you'll be, you be
0: there <laughs> uh, in spirit
1: yes in spirit alone unfortunately
0: um so ryan how drunk are you on a fish scale of scales of squirt to bruce i think i'm peach the starfish because today's the day for a few more drinks
1: i think i'm uh, i'm flounder because i'm floundering right now
0: yeah i mean i definitely drank a lot this ride didn't do that well i feel good i am yeah. looking like nice good right now <laughs> yeah i i feel like i'm in a big blue world right now and that sounds like an exact place to end it the dark ride presented by Drunk Distory, is available every Wednesday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever else podcasts are available. The show is free, but you can pay us by simply liking and subscribing, giving us a five-star rating and review, or just telling a Disney Parks loving friend to listen. Email us questions or shout-outs at drunkdistory at gmail.com, and follow us on Instagram for lots of great Disney Parks content at Drunk And as always, thank you for drinking these rides with us. Cheers.
1: Somewhere